Dear leaders, the Leaders Lounge brought to you by the World Class Training Institute is here for you. Leaders need support too, and this is where you'll find it. This podcast will give you the tools, tips, and strategies to help you lead your teams to success. Also, here you will find a soft place to land when your leadership journey feels overwhelming. We will help you to know that you are not alone in handling some of the challenges that you face. Finally, be sure to access worldclasstraining.net. That's worldclasstraining.net to view all of our leadership programs and make sure that you access our newest book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Leaders Lounge. I am, of course, Don Morris, and this is the Leaders Lounge. This is your place to come as a leader and enjoy um, information that's designed to help you be your best professional self as you're leading yourself and as you're leading others. And today we are going to focus on the target group of leaders who are transitioning from being a peer to being a leader of people or new leaders. Um, That group of people may have challenges because they have been working with the team and now they are put in charge of the very team that they were peers with and friends of and have gone to lunch with and um, may have shared personal information with. And now being in charge of those same individuals, they have the responsibility of holding those people accountable for the work that they're doing. They um, There's certain information that they're not allowed to share anymore because um, they're in a different role and certain information that you may have been able to share as a team member, you cannot, or that you may not have even been privy to, I should say, as a team member, you now have access to, but you're not able to communicate that in the fairness of keeping your um, role as integrous as possible. So we are going to talk about a few things that I want my new leaders to keep in mind as they are starting on the journey of leadership. And that's why I'm naming this to from couldn't to shouldn't, because there may have been some things that you couldn't do prior to becoming a leader. And those things, um, are now maybe available to you, but you shouldn't do them. Or um, maybe there's something that you couldn't control as a team member, but now you shouldn't avoid controlling those things as you are um, now a leader of people. So that's where we're headed uh, from couldn't to shouldn't a leader's playbook. So here we go. Um, As a new leader, as I was thinking about today's topic and what we would talk about, um, I'm going to share about three to five tips that I want new leaders to keep in mind as they are, um, again, transitioning into being a leader. Uh, For those people who don't know too, 
we do offer a class called Leader Shift, L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-F-T, which is in the lower right-hand corner of the screen if you're watching this podcast. Um, if you're not, um, again, it's L-E-A-D-E-R-S as in Sam, H-I-F as in Frank, T, Leader Shift for new leaders or leaders who are maybe seasoned but new to an organization because it's important for new leaders to to have some team building and some level setting that takes place when they join a new team. So um, I'm going to also take the liberty of editing this and put that website on here so that if I have some new leaders, you can check this out and register your teams for leader, you and your teams for leadership. So it serves as a team builder as well as an expectation level setter. So it's www.worldclassstream.net forward slash leadership. So again, if you're watching that, it's now scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And if you're not watching and you're listening, you can always go back to the YouTube channel and make sure that you um, watch this information. All righty. So that's that part. So now I'm going to go into the few things that I want to um, share with you all as a part of the leader's playbook um, in going from couldn't to shouldn't. So the first thing is poor performance. So as a team member, you couldn't hold your teams accountable or your team members accountable for poor performance. Now, a good team member or a good leader, I should say, understands that leadership is an effect influence. So even though um, you may not have been able to write a performance appraisal for that person or or put that person on a performance improvement plan. Um, If you were a good leader before you got the title of position that gave you positional power, you may have talked to your team members who were um, slacking off or not doing what they were supposed to be doing, but you were not necessarily in a position to hold them accountable from a tactical standpoint and make the necessary moves that you need to make um, from, again, performance improvement plans to having performance management conversations to um, checking up on things that you've delegated to ensure that it's done within a timely manner. Again, you may check up on that, but you can, again, hold them accountable um, if they have not done it from a tactical standpoint. So that was a couldn't before you became a leader. Now you are a leader. There's a shouldn't. You should not avoid having performance conversations when team members are not doing what they're supposed to do. And for new leaders, this can be a challenge because remember, we started off by saying these people perhaps were your friends. And so as your friends, they may have, um, you guys may have gone out to lunch together. You may have even gone out after hours with them. And you are now put in a position to take those same people who are your friends and you have to hold them accountable for poor performance. Couldn't to shouldn't. You couldn't hold them accountable from a tactical standpoint. Now you shouldn't avoid 
holding them accountable from a tactical standpoint. And it may mean that your friendships are going to change or even end because now you are the person who is responsible for the success of that team. So new leaders have to understand that um, being in a position where you've now changed from being a friend to leader does require that relationship changes take place as well, which does mean that you go from couldn't tactically holding them responsible to shouldn't avoid holding them tactically responsible. So that's the first thing. The second thing, I'm going to even call this 1.5 because I wasn't actually going to talk about this today, but it just popped into my head because um, as I was talking about the relationship shifts, the couldn't before you were um, in a leadership position is that um, you, you couldn't get in trouble for hanging with team members who were not being responsible. Um, and when I say that you couldn't get in trouble, I'm saying that a little, um, uh, with with, with a, a bit of a, a thought that perhaps in some cases, if it's, a, of course, egregious, you can. Um, but what I mean when I say you couldn't get in trouble is uh, this. Um, as a leader, you are not typically going to get in trouble if you and the teammates go out after work and have a beer or you have some type of alcoholic beverage. You couldn't get in trouble for that. However, as a leader, you shouldn't go out and have beer wine, all of those other types of things with your team members. Why is that? Well, even if it may not be illegal, it's not responsible. And in the world of video cameras and pics and all of this, um, as a leader, you have to be careful of the company you keep. So the advice is that even if the organization allows it, um, and I, I worked in a corporate space for a long time, so incorporated was definitely frowned upon. And in some organizations I worked at, it was not even allowed for supervisors and team members to go out and have um, these types of, of, of gatherings where we're drinking alcohol and we're hanging out and you know some people smoke and all of that other kind of stuff not even allowed. But if it is allowed, my recommendation is you go from couldn't get in trouble perhaps to shouldn't even go because that way you can make sure that you are not in a place that is going to be compromising to you or your role. All right. So that's the second thing from couldn't to shouldn't. Now, the third thing relates to the day-to-day -day, um, of the job as well. So for me, um, meetings can be the best thing. And in some cases, they can be a day killer. Why? Because of an agenda or the lack therein. So as a team member, 
you couldn't control whether or not there was an agenda going into a meeting. As a leader, you shouldn't go into a meeting without having an agenda, a written agenda, an agenda that is shared with the team in most cases. Couldn't to shouldn't. Why? Because as a leader, you want to, number one, show yourself as organizationally sound. Number two, you want to ensure that you cover all of the bullets that are necessary or that are um, important to the team and the organization in that moment. And number three, you want to be good stewards of everyone's time. So from couldn't to shouldn't is you couldn't control whether or not you had an agenda going to a meeting. As a leader, you shouldn't enter a meeting without an agenda. And my recommendation is to have that agenda written. And in most cases, shared with your team member. Third thing from couldn't to shouldn't is also related to this so important thing that we have called time. As a team member, you couldn't control the time that meetings take place, the time that they take place and the length of time that they are held. As a leader, you shouldn't schedule a meeting without thinking about the time of day that you're holding the meeting, the time of week you're holding the meeting, and the length that the meeting will be held, the length of time that the meeting will be held. Let's first talk about the time of day. When I train performance management and we talk about um, having performance management discussions with our team members, we spend time talking about the proper time of day to have those conversations. Let me ask you what you think. If there is something that an employee has done wrong and it's not necessarily egregious to the point where they are going to be terminated, what is the best time of day to have that discussion? Well, I hope you said the end of the day. If someone's done something wrong, have that conversation towards the end of the day to, to, to tell them what they did and to share how, what they need to change. Why is that? Well, think about when people have brought things to your remembrance or to um, to you that you may not have done well. And they you're, you come in, you're happy-go-lucky for that day. And then they greet you with, hey, can I talk to you for a moment? And they tell you a bunch of stuff that you did not do correctly or even one thing that sends you into a different space. In many people's case, it throws off how they are handling perhaps customers, um, answering emails, uh, the flow of their day. So it's not that egregious. It could have waited till the end of the day, but now you have interrupted that person's flow 
by bringing them something negative. So if you can wait till the end of the day or closer to the end of the day to share that type of information, my recommendation is you should wait until the end of the day. Now, if it's something that they have done that is is egregious and they may have to be terminated, the best time of day, early in the day, get it done, get them out of the building or out of wherever the workspace is and move on. Assuming you have gotten all of your HR pieces in place to terminate that person if you're in a bigger organization. But typically, if you're doing a termination, you want to do that towards the beginning of the day. Second thing with timing, um, the week. When you're having meetings that are heavier in nature, do you have those towards the beginning of the week or towards the end of the week? My recommendation is towards the late beginning of the week. What does that mean? If you can avoid not having a meeting, if you, if you can avoid having a meeting on a Monday, you should avoid meetings on Mondays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are better times to have meetings, especially more weighty in nature. Why is that? Because meetings that are weightier in nature um, require more of our undivided mental energy. And if we do it early on a Tuesday, so now I'm saying it also mornings, uh, early on a Tuesday or early on a Wednesday, then number one, um, the team has more fully recovered from the weekend. Number two, um, it's at the start of the day, so other things have not come in and clouded their mental space. So consider that when you're having weightier meetings. If you're having a quick powwow, time of time of um, week is not necessarily as important. And if you are doing something, if you are doing something that is um, strenuous um, in nature, you want to make sure that you spend your time. Um, at a time when your team is open to receiving that information. So look, that's the second thing, time of week. So we got, first of all, time of day. Second thing to consider was the time of the week that we need to consider. Um, and I believe we already talked about the length of time, uh, but if we didn't, no, maybe I don't think we did. So the third thing is the length of time. When you're having a meeting, and this was, I believe it's Warren Bennis who said this first, or is it Warren Bennis or the gentleman who is, um, I think it's the gentleman who is the multi-billionaire stock investor who I cannot think of his name right now. Uh, but maybe that is Warren Bennis um, or Bennett. Um, but yes, 30 minutes is the maximum. If you, he says that he gets anything done in 30 minutes. So I'm going to, let me just check to see uh, multimillionaire stock investor. stock investor. Let's see who that person is right quick. I just want to make sure that I have his name. 
correctly for you. So give me just one second. Uh, Warren Buffett, there it is, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says that any meeting can be done in 30 minutes. And I have adjusted my lifestyle to that 30 minute window, unless I'm doing an intro meeting with someone uh, where it's typically face to face, then I will ex extend that to an hour, perhaps an hour and a half, 90 minutes at the most. But um, time is precious. And if I give you a dollar, I can get that back tomorrow. But if I give you a minute, it is gone forever. So we must be mindful of how we spend our time. So uh, make sure that you are good stewards of the time of day, time of the week, and the length of time that you are having your meetings with team members. Um, these are just a few of the tips and tools from the Leaders Playbook on things that you go from couldn't to shouldn't. So the first thing that we talked about just to review with everybody is that you couldn't manage the performance uh, or hold your team members accountable for poor performance. You could not hold your team members accountable for poor performance. Now, you shouldn't avoid having performance management discussions. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is you couldn't. So first thing is poor performance. Let's put that on here. First thing, all right? So make sure that you do not avoid having performance management discussions with your team members as a new leader. You think that you're being their friend and you're thinking that you're being, hey, somebody they reach out to, but at the end of the day, in order to get to, as uh, John Maxwell says, the fifth level of leadership, which is pinnacle and respect, you will not get there if you do not hold your team members accountable. So that's the first thing. You sh shouldn't avoid having performance management conversations, all right? The next thing is, um, and I said the 1.5 is this friendships piece. So the friendships, you couldn't, in a lot of cases, get in trouble for having friendships and going out and drinking with your friends and all of those things if you're a team member. As a leader, you shouldn't have the same people who are you may now be leading be your friends. I always say you have to be friendly, but be careful who you call your friend. All right, so that's the second thing. The third thing is agenda. As a leader, you could not control whether or not you had an agenda for a meeting. As a leader, you shouldn't enter a meeting without a solid agenda, and I recommend that it is written. And the last thing, um, as a leader, you couldn't control the time of day, time of week, and the length of time for meetings. As a leader, you should control and think about the time of day, time of week, and the length of time that you are having meetings in to the best of your ability, limit your meetings to 30 minutes or less because time is money. 
All right. And we want to be good stewards of time. And so I'm going to be a good steward of time today. And I'm going to wrap up again. Remember, if I have some new leaders who are listening, we do have a program called Leadership that helps bring you and your teams to the table to um, level set expectations, to build team connection and to walk away with a strong vision for your team. So that's www.worldclasstraining.net forward slash leadership. www.worldclasstraining.net forward slash leadership. L-E-A-D-E-R-S as in Sam, H-I-F as in Frank, T. So please check that out. I hope this was helpful for you all today. And um, make sure that you let your friends know that we are doing this podcast so that you can join us going forward. And uh, I look forward to seeing you the next time. And until then, remember that when you are better, we are absolutely better. Take care and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.